0: I don't know why, Aaliyah. Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gents. As always, all of us are here today. We have Nicole and Alexis and Janae. When she pops in, she'll say hi. So say hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Okey-dokey. So, today we're going to talk about the cats here, too. Just so you know, we have the cat. That's the oh, sorry. <laughs> she won't get away. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the releases of course as always and we're going to have this is a two-parter so we're going to have another um topic which is going to talk about the fans and their high strong toxicity and that cult-like mentality that they've created we're going to dive into all this stuff today so first things first we need to get the releases out of the way wwe released Another massive set of superstars, including Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Nia Jax, and so many others, including Ember Moon. Okay, most of these releases did come from NXT. Just to be clear, but it was a massive amount of releases, and they got rid of BFAB from Hit Row, which makes no sense. So- <laughs>
1: They just renewed her contract before they uh,
2: let her go, apparently.
0: Well still kind of still kind of, you know, stuck on that. But you know what? I um, how, how do you guys feel about it? Because I mean we, we talked about this outside of the podcast, and because we are on a schedule for ours, and y'all y'all got stuff to do. come in literally after the fact and I like it that way because it kind of gives things time to settle down and all of the information comes out so who wants to go first
1: um I'll go first um a lot of these people like Tiff said they were in NXT I don't even think I remember seeing them before NXT or even on them on NXT even before the reboot Mm
3: -hmm. uh
1: excuse me um the only people I really feel bad for are Naya, Keith Lee, um, Frankie, Mia, and uh B-Fab. Those are like the only ones I feel really bad for because like Keith and Mia, like Keith went through all that shit and um, last year with COVID and heart issues and they let him go Mia never got a chance to actually just be herself on the main roster they stuck her with that damn retribution gimmick that really See, retribution
3: could have been fired but I still stand by that I they, agree
1: they, they could have but they didn't know what the hell to do with them and it's just like here's a team of people that are just here to wreck your shit like every, like who could not get behind that um I feel bad for BFAB. Russell Shahar's House Party got let go. I feel really bad for Frankie and Nia, though, just because, like, Frankie had just got to NXT, and, you know, people online were saying, you know, she moved everything, she dropped everything. Well, not dropped everything, but she moved, she basically pulled up roots and moved to Orlando to be with NXT, and oh. she never even really got the chance to go out the gate. And I mean, she could have easily been NXT Women's Champion. She
3: could have took she that on, been on until the main roster. Yeah, I mean, actually, yeah. I think that's the problem. I she should have been on the main roster. Yeah, she never yeah. should have been in, in NXT in the first place. She
1: she should have been raising hell on the main roster. I mean, like everyone. I mean, everyone's tired of already seeing Becky versus Charlotte. What 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 made you think Frankie Monet could not have been at least well I'm not I'm not disrespecting any brand's belt but I could have easily saw her as someone on Friday nights who couldn't been champ and I would have loved to seen her go up against Bianca hell yeah. yeah even if she if she went on she's one of those women who could have gone on any show raw SmackDown, and she would have gotten the best out of her opponents because like I with don't that, remember, with
3: ever, that I, little I, foofy fucking dog yeah <laughs> I, 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 when I, I got I this know. pet on tv
1: I, I never, like, remember watching a boring tie of uh, Valkyrie gimmick or match or feud, even in Lucha Underground, because you're just like, someone hit this bitch and shut her up. Like, you just, just hit her. You don't even have to go anywhere, like, during the promos. Just hit her. Um, Eva Marie has gone. I'm excited Ugh. about that, because they never should have signed her ass back in the first place. And now she's back on here, like, I'll come back one day. I'm like, bitch, no, you won't. Because even well, if it wasn't
3: for the at race, this point, she will.
0: I, I think she will. But also,
3: back. I feel for her at the same time. So I feel like that's such a waste of time because she also uprooted her life.
1: True. Um, Nia Jax, this one, because like at first, everyone, people love the jump on Nia Jax. They really do. Um, I didn't like Nia being
0: cut. I, I didn't like that at all. I
1: you thought know? that was very weird because- yeah. I, most of this year and last year her and Shayna were front and center when it came to the the women's tag division and they actually I mean they fucking carried it let's be honest when there was no other yeah. they were at least you were seeing them um she was she had wanted to take time off because she had some mental stuff going on apparently she had some personal stuff going on too with her family from what I've been reading I don't know if that's true or not but I've seen it a few times and um she came out, she, she handled it way more classier than I would have because I would have just been, you know, cussing people out left and right. But she goes, you know, I need to take time off for some mental stuff. And I, she said in the statement she released that she emailed them just to ask them for like another week or a few more days just to make sure, you know, she's got shit settled and taken care of, which, you know, you want to make sure your stuff's good before you come back and she says she never got a reply from them. And the only thing she heard back was, hey, you've been released. And she's like, I've given seven years of my life to this company and this is how they do me. Okay,
0: so to just piggyback off of what Alexis is talking about, Nia Jax got the same email that everybody else got during the release. Prior to Nia asking for her time off, She was set to return on the 15th of November, which she was supposed to come back next week. Okay, so Naya is like, Hey, I need some extra time off. Um, can you guys give me like maybe another week or two and then I'll come back and I should be in full force? And um, they never responded so. I'm, I I. have conflicting feelings here. Something, something isn't right. If you want me to come back, why would you then turn around and fire me after I request for more time? You could have simply just said, no, we really need you back, right? Right. Yeah. That's- so it doesn't make sense to tell her, this is the time we want you to come back. This is what we have time for you. Your schedule is going to be X, Y, Z. And then when you, she asks for more time, you use that as a means to get rid of her. That, that to me sounds like two different people are handling things and nobody is really on the same page. Yeah. Right. That's that's exactly what it sounds like. Cause I remember, which is why a lot of these releases seem odd and out of the out of the area. Because why would you be pushing Keith Lee for three weeks straight, give him a whole new moniker, only to fire him? That doesn't make any sense to me. It sounds like you got two separate entities working here. One is trying to get people on the show and have creative run like it's supposed to. And the other is only concerned with the bottom line. And they see something, they're like, okay, we're barely using this guy. We're looking at it. All right, let's get rid of this contract. This contract is not nothing. It has to be somebody who's not watching the product, who isn't readily involved with day-to-day operations and only wants profits. The other side is where you're looking at okay, who can we utilize for the next couple of months in a storyline? And they're pushing people out there or they're getting people's schedules out. And that's why you're seeing seeing all these conflicting releases. That's why it looks odd. It's like, y'all could have released, if Nia Jax wasn't that much of a problem, she would have been released in the first batch of Superstars. So would have Keith Lee. And there were it's all these reports out, oh, Keith Lee is a problem. Keith Lee has been difficult backstage. I don't you, believe that WWE has been saying that. I, I just don't. Because anybody,
1: anybody not to cut you off tip, but like anybody who's came out and spoken out saying that he's had this attitude is like I've like especially indie wrestlers. They say, no, I've worked with Keith. He doesn't have this kind of attitude. He's like that workhorse guy. He'll do whatever you want, you know, and he'll he'll never say, like, you know, he'll never say a bad word while at work. Maybe, you know, we don't know behind closed doors or whatever, but, you know, once he's not there, why the fuck does it matter to you what he's saying about it? I don't
0: believe it. I think that that's just the narrative being said because I see a lot, they said the same thing about Charlotte. Well, the I- same thing. As soon as a problem arose with Charlotte, it's she was difficult, and that's why um, WWE is having this issue with her. If she's difficult, then how come she hasn't been punished? Randy Orton is one of the top villain superstars, and we all know Randy Orton has had his issues from marijuana usage to his conflicting attitude in the locker room. But he also gets punished for that shit. They'll pull him from TV immediately. Yep. Now, y'all are trying to convince me that WWE is the big, bad wolf, and rightfully so, because they don't have a good track record with superstars and how they operate. But something about this don't sound right. You can't say in one breath that Keith Lee is difficult and he's a problem, and then turn around in the next breath and be like, well, we, he was one of the top talent's They pulled him from NXT early, before he could even get his title run going. They had him out of there. Vince was enamored with that man. Mm -hmm. Something doesn't sound right to me. You can't convince me that this was all just one big thing. I just don't believe it.
1: There there is something there is something going on because first off and I should have said this in the podcast when we talked about Charlotte and Becky shut now, the fuck up okay
0: what what <laughs> what, the what, is fuck? Uh, what is going on what is going on am
1: I am I allowed to talk yeah <laughs>
3: What the (laughs) fuck? Nicole, what is happening? Corey won the 24 7 title. Oh. Then Byron pinned him for it. Now Reggie's about to get it again.
1: Oh. What? Hey, Corey actually won a belt in his career. Good for him. Well, Um, he was tag team champion. Whatever. Look, I, was, I was thinking about this after we did the episode about when Becky and Charlotte basically showed their asses on TV um, and people are saying she has this diva-like behavior and I'm like, you know, if all these reports are saying that Charlotte's, you know, a decent person and all this and now all of a sudden she's got this diva behavior, WWE has no one to blame but themselves. But I don't I don't see Keith being that kind of person, though. And well, he's not. And it, it, it's just something something's not right because they're still saying budget cuts and i get that we talked about it when this happened last year that you know what was it what was the joke that was going around hunter turned nxt into his own pro wrestling gorilla and yeah. uh, you know he was just signing people like i went back and i actually listened to a lot of our old episodes this weekend at work because it was the only thing that actually kept me going um, <laughs> but like nicole was saying that like you know Sh- I can't say it as good as she did, but they're like, all they wanted was to put them in that stupid shirt and take a picture with them. And then you never saw them do anything with them. And it I, it just doesn't make any sense. And then you heard reports that some of these people got laid off because they refused to get vac- the COVID-19 vaccination. And I'm just like, what is Becky... Okay. I don't know, but if I'm looking at the pictures, what Seth wore, they should, that man should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> <laughs> what Again, I'm just, I'm had I'm like, on the day. But you know, it's just like them saying that they didn't, they, like certain people They want to get the COVID-19 shot, but y'all just had that show in Saudi. How, and you're just now, like, this is what I don't understand. You just now got the, you had the Saudi show. It was the first time in a year. You have people coming back live audiences people are paying money to to go to your shows Mm -hmm. how are you still hemorrhaging money i mean i'm I'm not a business major i know Tiff is maybe you can explain that a little bit better to me but like i don't understand how a multi-million dollar company is now saying they're still
0: hemorrhaging money um they don't make as much money on pay-per-views anymore And that is a massive profit loss for them. You have to remember, um, WWE used to charge for the pay-per-views before the network. And that was a big piece of where some of their money would come from. Um, They charge a flat rate with Peacock. Peacock makes all that money. They don't get anything. They got paid up front for the network. So whatever is happening in terms of... um, the network itself and how much um, m- money they're making. They're not getting all that money back. They're not getting anything from that. They are only, they had a one-time payout a one-time fee. So that's just bottom line. That is not a part of their money. Their money comes from, obviously from the network and it comes from fans at live shows. They don't make that much money in that area either. They also have to remember that despite what people think, a company that is worth billions of dollars doesn't mean that their revenue is billions of dollars. Those are two separate things. And mm-hmm. a lot of times what we see on the surface is not always what is happening under. It's like having a box in a really pretty bowl and inside the box you're a bunch of garbage. It's the best way to explain it. So they want to operate on a smaller scale. They don't want to be so massive and house so many wrestlers and have to continue paying out checks to people, and then they're trying to run all these shows. They want to cut themselves down to a manageable amount where they can maximize the profits with a little bit of superstars, like a small crop of stars. So where they are right now probably is closer to their sweet spot that they want. It's just their way of cutting their superstars down is weird. It's not so that it makes sense entertainment wise and on a monetary wise, they're doing it just solely based off of the money. So um, if I can explain it better, when you look at a company like Amazon, you would think, Oh, God, they need to keep as many people as possible. Everybody uses Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about maximizing profits, you are like, okay, I can get this worker for do. Maybe I can get this person, person to box out 1,000 to maybe 15,000 boxes every week or so on average. So they're averaging it out by how many boxes a person does. And if they feel like they this person can handle more, they'll fire people and double your workload. That puts more money back in the company's pocket. That also maximizes the profits and revenue. And you have to keep up with it. But on the flip side, Amazon will offer you something in return as a game you might get um they don't like give you vacationership but you'll get heavy discounts on the amazon site you'll be able to win trips there are incentives to doing better in amazon and in most major companies that's how they keep up company morale and employee morale so that they can maintain their company's profits and maintain the production In terms of WWE, where they're messing up is they are not ensuring that their independent contractors don't feel like they are expendable. The only person who I believe is the safest right now is Becky, Roman, and Brock Lesnar, possibly Seth. Those are the safest people that they have at the moment, and Charlotte, because she's a legacy. They're not going to get rid of her. Randy also might be another one. Those are the safest people you have in that company right now. They're not going to get rid of Roman. He is their golden boy. They're not going to get rid of him. They're not going to get rid of Becky, because she is the female equivalent to him. They're not going to do anything. I'm what? What's going on with people's that
1: What the hell? I clicked on something on this website and went fucking crazy.
0: Oh, okay. Maybe he need to fix that napsack. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was just saying, it's just, it's, it's hard to understand and logic would tell us that some of the people they cut obviously should be cut, right? But in the grand scheme of things, they are downsizing. That is the best way to explain it. And it is not just happening with WWE talent. It is happening in their corporate offices as well. They are going to continue to downsize. And that is a part of the restructuring that Nicole and I was telling y'all about some months back. And that is what I was telling y'all about last year when this first started. As soon as Nick Khan got hired, I knew then that they were gonna start a mass process of changing how WWE operates. And that also includes getting rid of people. Now, do I think they should be a little bit more strategic about who they get rid of? Yes. But I think, like I said earlier, what is happening here is there are two sets of people operating at the same time, but ain't nobody talking to each other. And once Nick Khan gives the okay on someone getting fired, it is done. It is written. They're gone. So I think people are using that to their advantage, and they're getting rid of people that are either not complying, they're pushing back against storylines, or they just don't feel like they fix, or they simply don't like them. They're taking advantage of the situation because it's it's too sporadic and the cuts are just few and far between. Jackson Riker should have been gone. The moment that they started cutting people, he should have been one of the first people up there. And yet he has eluded every single cut that they have made. Why? They're not using him. He's dead weight if you're going to go there. Elias is
1: another one. We haven't seen him in how long?
0: In Elias' defense. He's like
3: though. Yeah, so. like
0: in Elias' defense, he actually was being utilized prior to this. And that little bullshit storyline they had is not what I mean. Like Elias was somebody who was, who was popular enough to be able to say, okay, We can do something with him. Right. But you have to ask yourself, like, if we're, we're the heads of the company, right. And we see what they see. Okay. Something is amiss in the financial reports. We need, we need to figure out how we're going to maximize profits and do it on a smaller scale. Obviously that means we got to cut some people. Keith Lee would not be one of the people I would be considering. Furthermore, As a person who is a part of a company and you're trying to bring WWE into a different era, it would be smart to do it with new people rather than to keep moving in the same direction with the people we've seen for the last 10 years. Your whole goal should be to transition into the new era. In order to do that, you have to have talent that is capable of moving over. People should be getting put over and being put up. And you're not doing that. You're focusing on the talent who is already built and then utilizing them to rotate storylines through. That is not smart. You're not giving yourself longevity. That is a temporary fix for a long-term problem. Now, like I said, had they had consulted with the team of people who are on the ground floor, and actually worked with them to decide who to get rid of, they may have a better understanding of what's happening. I think that somebody is taking advantage of Nick Pond not knowing what's happening in terms of the storylines in TV, and they're getting rid of people that they don't like and people that are pushing back against the storylines. That's what I think is happening. So, let me ask
1: it let me ask you this and then um we can keep talking or we can move on so we know triple h has been having some health issues get well hunter you know and what was the thing Is like no one was allowed to call hunter like don't call triple h he's at home resting up after having surgery mm-hmm. um do you think like because most of these are nxt right like or something like that do you yeah do you think they waited for an, i mean this kind of sounds like some bullshit backstabbery but you know it's WWE headquarters it wouldn't surprise me um right. do you think they waited till Hunter was out and they put out that that message like do not get a hold of Hunter no matter what happens don't don't call him don't call Steph don't do anything like that don't don't do anything that will make him emotional and pissed off because he had like what heart surgery or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. I just um <laughs> because like Triple H was also really big up on a lot of these people Vince I don't know what he's doing I don't think he cares at this point but do you think they waited for Triple H who could be the only obstacle standing in their way to go down and then they were like okay this is what we need to do now it wouldn't
0: surprise me if they did I mean, I, I'll be honest, I want to say that they're actual decent human beings, and they yeah. specifically didn't do that so that it did not stretch Triple H out, so it wouldn't take longer for him to recover. So I want to believe that they are more concerned with his health and not just concerned with dumping NXT into a goddamn pit of hell, Okay. Um, But on the other side, you are right. WWE has been known to do some shitty things, but I find it odd that it's always the company as a whole. There are specific individuals in the company who work for their own dastardly needs and they're gonna do what is necessary or what they deem to be necessary to take out certain things. This sounds like on the surface, they were caring about Triple H and wanting him to be healthy and not be stressed out about WWE while he was gone, but he's gonna stress out anyway because if what he sees he doesn't like, he's gonna have a reaction to it. So one hand turns the other, okay? But I understood it; it made sense. I was like, okay, they're just trying to give him some time off. On the other hand, I do believe that um, I don't think they waited. I think they. They gave him the time off. They basically were like, listen, we're taking over NXT and you can take this time off to do what you need to do. Um, Vince probably was talking to him like, man, you got health problems. You got girls. You need to be there for your girls. You got to go take care of yourself. It was like, we'll take over for the time that you're out. You can come back later. And they kind was probably like, okay, let's do this shit. We're going to break this shit down. we gut this shit out and we're going to make it so that it is, it's, a easier show to handle in terms of network-wise and monetary. If he was bleeding money in NXT, then it makes perfect sense. And by the looks of things, I am assuming that's why majority of the cuts came in. They just threw main roster cuts here to kind of uh, round this shit out. Um, but it just sounds like what Nicole was telling us a couple of days ago. It just sounds like there was no set budget for NXT and therefore Triple H pretty much had free reign to do what he wanted. Um, and when the original plan was for them to expand across the globe, that's what they were doing and Triple H just kept going with the plan, but he wasn't rotating the stars out in the show. You can see the show got stale because we were watching the same shit over and over again. We weren't mm-hmm. getting anything new. So Triple H's plan, albeit, yes, NXT was great. It still is good. I don't have any issues with NXT. But just like with WWE, at some point, your show has to evolve. And you've got to start turning over talent so that we get new stories. We get new matchups. You use your old talent to put over your new talent. It's as old school as it gets. And that wasn't happening. We saw Johnny Gargano be champion, what, twice? He was NXT North American champion three times, I think. Uh-huh. Like, we, we've seen this over and over again. Champions champion again. We've seen that time and time again. It's like, at some point, you've got to start making changes that benefit the bottom line, but it also suits the audience that's watching it. Now, even in the revamp, Janae, well, I'll let her come in in a second. Janae even said it, their numbers aren't any better. Their numbers are pretty much the same in terms of ratings. But that's mainly to me because a lot of people are against the revamp. They don't like the new colors and the open floor plan of it. They don't like it. They're like, we want the old NXT back. We want the dark, black and yellow, grungy, old school NXT. But you didn't want that either because the show's numbers reflected it. So they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. At this point, Triple H's involvement is a moot point. He's not there. He hasn't been there. His hand has nothing to do with what is happening in NXT or WWE at all. This is all on the boys who are in charge. And all of them are either really, really old and out of touch or they have no idea about the product itself and they're getting all their information from the people who are old and out of touch. And it's a it's a superior boys' club back there. And this McMahon is is loyal. It's all about loyalty. He trusts those who he's who are loyal to him. Those guys have been loyal to them pretty much their entire career. So I'm not surprised that he is pretty much going with what everything that's going on. He's half foot in, half foot out. You have to understand he's in his 70s. And he's been doing this a long time. And you have to place the blame where it belongs. That's it. And I'll say one more thing and I'll let it go. For those of y'all who keep forgetting that WWE is publicly traded, it's publicly traded. Vince doesn't own WWE. He owns shares in WWE. He's not a majority owner anymore either, and neither are his children. If y'all go back to some of the episodes we did, we explained that they sold some of their shares. This is another part that I want you to understand. It allows Nick Khan to have more control than you think he does. Companies don't operate like small businesses. Corporations have hierarchies and rules. And the way that it is set up is money is your driving force. Shares determines the amount of control you have. If he sells his shares, he loses a certain amount of control over the company. And it's pretty simple. So if you would stop and use your head for like five minutes, I understand how business can be a little confusing for some But to put it in simplistic terms, if I have like six blocks, these are all my blocks. And I give half of my blocks to Nicole. To Nicole, we both own these blocks, but she owns her three and I have mine. If Nicole gives two to Alexis, Alexis has two of her blocks. Nicole has lost some of her ownership in those blocks. You understand? They're trying
3: to make me broke.
0: I'm just saying like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, once yeah. you sell it, once once it's gone, it's gone. You lose your power. You lose your influence. You lose your control. So you have to be you have to be smarter and not just immediately go off the cuff and be like, "Oh, it's Vince McMahon. He's a bastard. Yeah, he's a bastard. We know that, but he's not the one who's doing that." There's a new bastard in town, and you 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 just have to recognize the issues here. And you you can't be so close-minded to the point where you're just like, WWE's a piece of shit, because I remember, distinctly remember, Nicole telling y'all that Ring of Honor was going to shut down. Mm
3: -hmm. Oh, y'all.
0: She said this shit a year ago. No. Okay. I distinctly remember her saying it, and she kept saying it every damn that the shit didn't happen. But the biggest issue here is everybody's mad at WWE, but nobody's mad at Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor's been in the shitter for years. Yes. When you look at their financials and the way that they've handled their money, it's baffling that they didn't close before the banding.
1: Well, think about this. We started this show, what, two... Oh, I found my chocolate bread. Uh, we started this show two years ago something like that and even Mm -hmm. then they were having financial problems so
0: uh, they were down they were down then but we're talking like they're out of work they're out of millions of dollars it's just and they closed their doors and they announced their shit on twitter everybody found out on twitter great and all they got was oh we, we can't wait for you guys to come back huh but because WWE is still operating and they're on TV and they still have superstars and they're still selling out shows, there's a problem with them downsizing. The way I see it is if you ask and still shop at Walmart knowing the way they treat their workers and Amazon knowing the way they treat their workers and you buy food from the grocery store knowing how things operate in the factory everywhere else. If you can do all of those things and not bad at eye about it, then you can watch WWE and be okay with those fires. Those people who were fired, especially Keith Lee, Mia Yam, Frankie Monet, ain't hurting for shit. She will never not be. She will never not be at the top of her game and one of the best female wrestlers in the world, if not one of the best wrestlers in the world.
1: If I was working so she- at Impact. I'd be trying to scoop her ass back up. I'd be like, how much you want?
0: I wouldn't go back to Impact if I was
3: Frankie. I feel like it's it's already been there, done that. Everyone don't need to go to AEW, but I feel like she kind of needs to.
1: She, that or NWA, I think she would be a great character in NWA. I would love to see her and Camilla go at it for that title. I mean, it's, I, I feel bad for anybody who gets released. I really do. Even, like, Eva Marie, I do feel a little, like I just said, like, I don't feel but like.
3: Ooh, you some nice Jordans, Carmella got like, on. I just, it
1: it just pisses me off, because I'm like that kind of person. Like, I hate Eva Marie. Don't, like, I, I have no love for her, but I hate seeing people lose their jobs. And it, it's, it's just shitty. Like, you know what the shitty thing is the way that i saw them and then we can move on to the next topic the way i saw them handling cross i'm like oh this motherfucker's gonna flounder this dude's gonna flounder i know he is but um, just to give you a heads up i was reading i know you guys told me this but just to put i don't want to put it out there sports wrote. someone wrote on sports that there may be more releases coming but if Jackson Riker's not on the next group, i mm-mm.
0: More than likely, if I was WWE, if I was going to be, like, cutting people, I probably would have cut down my, uh, my PC to a minimum and then just rotate those people into NXT and then rotate the people from NXT to the main roster. But I wouldn't... I'm not really concerned about it, and I hate to say that because I'm not. I... I mean, lens don't
1: have. Lindsay don't have to worry about shit because he's already over. on He's more over on the internet than he ever did anything in the WWE for what seven I years. I mean,
0: <laughs> and I think a lot of these people that are getting released within a year or two, WWE is going to come crawling back. They're not going to have a choice.
1: But here's the <laughs> here's the kicker that you guys can fight amongst yourselves about this.
0: Would you come back to the WWE though, under my terms? Yeah. I would, if I was Bray Wyatt or Keith Lee, or even carrying like, I would come back and I'm like, y'all have to promise me, and I want it in my contract, that I have input over creative. And when something happens that I don't like, I am allowed to shoot it down. And when something happens that I want to do, they have to work this into the storyline, and you will let me be who I am. You guys have control of everything else. At the bare minimum, I need input in how I'm presented. That's all. You already know that I am capable of getting myself over, that I am creative. I don't need you for that. I just need the machine to be behind me. And that's it. Because I've already proven I can make you money. I've already proven that. I've already proven I'm a commodity. You don't need me to prove shit to you. You need to prove to me that you can trust me. That's the problem. I'm not saying that should be for everybody, but for people like Bray Wyatt specifically, I think the problem with Bray Wyatt was that, yeah, he he was misused creatively, but he was also pushed heavily. His theme characters should have been few and far between. With the way people's attention spans are now and how people operate, we shouldn't have seen the theme every single day. Quite frankly, his Mister um, Rogers-like character was creepier than his theme character, right. and I just wish I just wish they would have been smarter about how to utilize him and gave him a bit more freedom of how he was presented, rather than to just constantly shove it in our faces twenty-four-seven. It made him, and not necessarily be somebody that people didn't want to see anymore but it made it so that his character wasn't special anymore. That's what the problem was. And nowadays, a character like the way The Undertaker operates, it's not as special because people don't have that magic anymore when you look at wrestling and in just TV and movies in general. They want instant gratification. They they don't have time to wait for something to build and be great. I don't have time for that. We want to see it now It's always the action. And then when you get it, it's like, oh, that was a, that was a letdown. It was like, well, bitch, you didn't give it a chance to get it together. You just shove that shit out there. Like, Damn. Then we, you can't, you can't give people everything they want right away. But again, like I said, you have to let people have creative input. You have to let them be a part of the process. And for some people I understand why not, because Dana Brooks just bland as cold milk and you just like, bitch, we fuck it. You're just gonna be the flexing bitch because we don't have nothing. <laughs> we don't know what to do with you. Honestly, you could have
1: switched. Poor you
0: Dana. Let, you could have let, <laughs> let Dana
1: Brooke go and replace Frankie with her and Frankie would have done that gimmick a hell of a lot better.
2: Um, so when it comes to, I'll start from the releases, um, when it comes to Nia Jax, I'm sci eyeing everyone who's in an uproar of her release when y'all were the same ones that were petitioning for her to get fired. Hello. Y'all are the same ones who are like, Nia's unsafe. She needs to get fired. She needs to do, WWE needs to just let her go. She's not worth it. And the minute she gets to release, it's oh, fuck WWE, they don't care about the wrestlers. Nia put in seven years of hard work to get to where oh. she's at, and it's like, weren't y'all just talking about firing the girl? So we're having this selective outrage now this is what we're doing. Always. Part of the um, usual. My thing is, I never wanted Nia to be fired. Never. I did say she needed to go back to the PC for a bit, because the thing with Nia is, she is... Rare in a sense where a big girl that's like big and tall like her is able to move in the ring like the way that she does. Not saying she's like super fast or anything like that. But Naya, you could use Naya's character. Um, When it comes to Ember Moon, the only problem I have with Ember Moon was her character wasn't on point. There was no character. Um, I think instead of releasing her, maybe try to repackage her and say, let's do a different character and actually give you a character. Because her wrestling was never the problem. Amber Moon is a fantastic wrestler. And you have yeah. used her so much. You definitely could have used her. Uh, when it comes to Frankie Monet, that pissed me off. Because it's like, first of all, she should have been on the main roster for one. Two, you made these huge uh, vignettes when she first came in. Made a huge thing about her. Only to release her. And she actually had a tweet. I was alluding to that while she was in WWE for the year that she was in, she was lied to. That people mm. were lying to her. She didn't get into like details of what it was, but she realized people, um, people were lying to her. Um, I am not happy that Keith Lee and Miam got released. That really pissed me off because when you look at Keith Lee, that man is a total package. He did not come up with the bear cat thing himself. It was a character that was given to him, but he was willing to work with it. And he even said in the interview that he was happy that Vince was pretty hands-on with the Bearcat character with him. So obviously you guys were repackaging him to being this like mowing down everybody. And then out of nowhere, you just release him. Like you literally had that man on maybe the last week of Raw or the week prior. Like he was recently on Raw destroying somebody and then you release him. So it's just like, so what happened in between then and now where you're like, hey, cut the man loose. and Yim didn't even get out the blocks. Like you put her in retribution, which could have been a really good thing, started out really great. And then when you realize you had no end game to retribution, because basically retribution was formed off of investors worrying about your raw rating. So you just threw a group together. You really had no end game. You then had her scheduled to have vignettes and promos start on the SmackDown that was supposed to be like a throwback SmackDown. She literally had filmed vignettes and they were going to start airing them to debut her on SmackDown, but you cut them out because you were running short on time because you wanted to show, show more videos of matches back in the day that weren't even full matches. They were like mixed, They're like clips. like They did up the, the YouTube clips. You get a match where they it's like two, three minutes or something. And then you kind of shelter to the back. And then we don't, we don't hear from me. And, and we don't hear from me and, at, at all. So I'm just like, for me, I think my issue is the people that are releasing these wrestlers have no connection to the wrestlers because they don't work with them every single day. So this more so for me goes for like Nick Khan because Nikon is also in these meetings when it comes to releases. He has no yeah. connection to the wrestlers because he's sitting in the office. Maybe he might scroll through, you know, the performance center, but he's not one-on-one with these wrestlers. And I honestly believe that some of these guys that are that are making these decisions that are not feet on the ground probably don't even watch Raw or SmackDown on a weekly basis. So, so they don't they don't know. You can't look at Keith Lee um, and look at you know Taya Valkyrie, and I'm even going to say look at Ember Moon and be like. We can't do nothing with them. They got to go while well, you got a whole ass Jackson Riker sitting back there to cater and catering doing nothing.
3: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> yep. So it's just these things. It's just, it's weird. And when it comes to B-Fab, I'm kind of on the fence with B-Fab just because I think having a female in hip row would have been really great for her. But at the same time, she could have been um, a valet or whatever. But at the same time, her wrestling ability was, was not good. It was not good at all um you could have easily instead of releasing her sent her back down to the pc and have her really really work on her wrestling skills and just have her be the valet for whatever amount and just say hey you have this certain amount of time to get your wrestling skills up to this level no one's saying that you need to go out there and be you know a sasha banks um be a charlotte flair um be a is uh, Shirai or, somebody, or Rhea Ripley or some of the other girls, but at least get it up to a point to where when we put you in the ring, it doesn't look like a sloppy mess. Like literally when she does her kicks, it's a can-can kick. She swings her foot one way and then brings it another way. Like her wrestling was just not there. So I'm kind of on the fence when it comes um, to be fab um, who, who else was released? Give me the names.
1: Uh, the releases were Cross, Scarlet, B-Fab, the remainders of Lucha House Party, Katrina Cortez, Ember, Ember, Frankie, Trey Baxter, Chief Ramona, sorry if I mispronounced any of these, Beat Ramana, Oni Lorkin, Zeta Ramir, Jess Kenny,
2: Nia Jax, Eva Marie, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, and Harry Smith. All right, so Harry Smith, he only did dark matches. I think he was one of the ones that weren't vaccinated, were... They just used budget cuts as, as an excuse to get rid of them if I'm correct. Um, they basically got rid of the whole Robert Stone brand besides Robert Stone. Um, yeah. So Jesse Kamei she was doing good. I think they've also could have used
0: her. Um, Not really <clears throat> me personally I didn't really care for Jesse May but she's all right. Yeah I could take um, her
2: I'm I'm a little annoyed by that because when they first brought her in, she had that big win over Tony Storm, and she looked really great in the ring. And then they just stopped using her. Like it wasn't like one of those where she was just, "Oh, you're kind of green in the ring. You're not TV ready." Like the girl was TV ready. She was, she was pretty damn good in the ring. Um, Katrina Cortez. Sorry if I butcher her name. Um, the last time they really used really used her was when she was uh, with Sin Cara on Raw. Other than that, she, she was basically a jobber getting squashed on NXT. Um, even when she was on Raw, you didn't really get to see much of it. She, um, her character before she came into um, the WWE, she wasn't wearing a mask. They gave her the mask just because she was partnered up with- um, Same Jean car. Color. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that one, um, I, could, I could definitely, definitely understand on that part. So some of the releases I understand. The one another one that boggles my mind is how do you mess up Carrion Cross and Scarlet?
3: And... I... What? I mean, they messed them up with not pairing him with Scarlet and you just yeah. can't recover for that. Yeah. And also so... him getting cooked by Adam Cole on the mic, like. I don't know who hated, who hates him in the back that let that happen. But after that, and then Gargano the next week, like, you couldn't even take him seriously no more.
2: No, and, and that, that's my thing, too. Is like, once he left NXT after getting verbally assaulted, um, this would have been a good time to, like, really build him. Like, the way they aired the vignettes when he first came to NXT, you could have done that and left him with Scarlett. You bring him out, And mind you, he's still the NXT champ at this point. And that's one of my things that I don't like is when, if you're a champion from like another brand, especially like NXT, and then you have him lose under two minutes. Granted, granted it was against Jeff Hardy and I understand, but that doesn't look well as a champion of another brand that you lost under two minutes. And I get the storyline that they were going with it. It just didn't make sense to me. And then you still don't pair him with Scarlett. You have him then come out with this BDS- bdsm weird mask that even he said oh he (laughs) he, he's He's gonna try it if he hasn't burned it already he's going to he hated it and you can just see like how him like how him not having scarlet by his side kind of just like messed up the whole thing and it's like you should have put scarlet with him and see how the crowd reacted like he never got out of the blocks and then y'all just y'all just stopped using him and I'm just like then you released, you release both of them. And so for me, it's just like when you have that, and no offense to Aaliyah, you release Karrion Cross, you release Scarlet, you release Keith Lee, you release Mia you release Ember Moon, you release Taya Valkyrie, and somehow Aaliyah, who has never had a match on SmackDown, has only been doing dark matches, That somehow on the Survivor Series team. Make can someone explain that logic to me. I don't see and I know we bashed her but I've watched her I've gone
1: back and watched her matches there is nothing special about Aaliyah that
0: steps out to me
3: like to me she's fucking back I, there
0: I, I was thinking it but I didn't want to say it
3: I'm, <laughs> I'm saying it me. it makes if no you're sense
2: you're gonna do that I would rather have put isa- isa- on
3: what the fuck it makes me you know think sense. about it. <laughs> it is they on a make... fucking survivor series, too. No, you have to <laughs> think about this.
2: She's on the survivor series, <laughs> she's on her single on air
0: match,
2: has only been wrestling on <laughs> matches, and somehow she's made the team.
0: Think
2: about I was thinking, it. I didn't want to say it. I said it. I
3: said it. I said it.
1: No, because I'm to my friend. One of my friends called me, and he's like. Who's this Leah chick? I'm like, man, no one knows who
2: she is. I, I, I'm like, she's
1: been <laughs> in NXT since like the dinosaurs walked. The since Earth. she was born. <laughs> since that bitch was,
2: she, was born. She was born into NXT. Shit. Right. And, and that's the thing that boggles my mind. When they announced the Survivor Series team, everyone was like, who's the chick in the green um, wrestling year No one knows who she is because when you think about it, it when it comes to crossover, when you watch SmackDown, not a lot of people who watch SmackDown watch NXT. They don't know who Lee is. They never put that girl on TV. The only people that would remotely know who she was when she was when they would wrestle dark matches before the TV went to live airing. So you put this girl on a Survivor <laughs> Series match. I would rather have Xia Lee, who you've been running promos and vignettes about on the Survivor. You know what series- my
3: favorite is yeah. when. <laughs> That clip from NXT when they were doing those dark matches and she came out and she literally was so fucking lifeless. <laughs> and Rico looks so dead inside. And then Nia's looking.
2: <laughs> and so I'm just saying like what, what is it? who does she know? Who is she related to backstage? Is She's like? not related to Either anybody. She's a- fucking someone. No, <laughs> either that or they're like, we ain't got nobody else, while well, is just sitting here with their fan, like, hello.
0: I mean, okay, was- just to be clear, like, not to cut Janae off, but just to be clear, like, I know it's gonna be a lot of motherfuckers like, y'all are women, and women shouldn't talk about each other like that. Oh, please. I, okay. I, no, I'm just being honest. Logic. We're being logical. You got to think like, who, you're telling me you're t- now okay. Let's let's look at it from a perspective. You have a former women's champion in Naomi. I Naomi. understand that she's in a, a storyline with Sonya. Her being in the storyline with Sonya wouldn't impede her being on the team. They could just make her jump through hoops and hurdles to get there, okay? But I'm saying like you're gonna bypass her and go with Aaliyah, and you're asking me. What's the logic behind it? There, it you can't explain it any other way other than what are you on your knees? Like I don't, I don't have any other way to add, to ask it. It because sounds it, bad. It is bad, and I just want to understand it because you got rid of a bunch of people that could have been on the team. Male-wise, you could have had Keith Lee on your team. Are you okay. kidding me? And that's what I'm saying. It
2: just—I'm not trying to downplay.
3: I'm fucking it makes, weak.
2: It makes oh, no shit. sense to have Aaliyah on the team. If, if This is your way of trying to build her. It's the dumbest way. Because I will be very surprised if she make if she if she makes it past the second person. Not no. so oh, she's you not going to get eliminated. Part, she's she's
3: not going to get
0: eliminated. Word. She's going be to be, be the last boss. survivor. She's going to be the <laughs> sole survivor.
1: I and bet you any
0: amount of money back. she will be. I bet you any amount of money she will be. I what is, is
1: I'm not, in, uh, like, if for anyone says anything, I'm going to bring back an oldie or oldie but a goodie. We are equal opportunity shit talkers. We will talk about you no matter your gender, your sexual orientation, anything like that. If your ass is out here, we're going to talk about you. But like, I just want to know, and I'm not trying to say this as a joke, well, maybe someone can point this out to me. What is the difference between Aaliyah and Chelsea Green? Mm. What was what's the difference
0: between the two of them? At least Chelsea had a personality. You might have hated it, but she had a personality. That's you I know just, what
3: that is true.
0: I just I mean, know. But, that's the facts. Even though you theory, don't like her, she has a personality. Aaliyah is not NXT a personality. Clip,
3: somebody find that clip. And it is so funny because regal literally looked like he was dying on the inside (laughs) and everybody was so confused because she (laughs) gave absolutely nothing
1: oh you gotta you gotta give something like at least billy k and peyton and peyton royce when they were in wwe even in nxt they gave you something to hate or that That was all billy
0: though but at
1: least least, at least they gave you something but i'm not i just want to know someone out there who listens to the show if you want to dm us please tell me what is the difference between Aaliyah and chelsea green besides the fact that chelsea can somewhat wrestle and have a personality but you've kept this girl but you let
2: go of uh ruby riot so there's that and then so i'm just gonna wait into half because i was just when i first i was looking at it like houseway. How? Like, one of these things are not like the other. And she's sitting on the very end of this promo pic. So I'm,
1: so I'm, I'm going right. to
3: fucking scream. <laughs>
1: uh, did, you guys, did you guys see that tweet that are like, it was something going around on Twitter where I guess what? she got on, like, it was something that Aaliyah put on Twitter because I guess she got mad that, our, it was a picture going around Twitter. It was like, on, it's like a, it was a screenshot from an Instagram post that I guess came from Aaliyah's Instagram thing. And so apparently she was like, why aren't y'all happy? And someone's like, because we don't stain racist. I got oh, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. they took her out. That was the sentencing, the execution. <laughs> the like, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sorry.
2: I'm, just, I'm just I'm just gonna wait till it plays out because I'm I'm consoled. I'm in Negroidal confusion right now. I don't
0: know. That, I'm telling y'all, it's, it's, it's gotta be some sinister shit at play here. And they just okay. are like, well, they're using people's lack of knowledge against her. And that's the only thing that makes any logical sense. The only thing. Yeah, so then moving on to
2: the NXT, because I remember you brought it up, the NXT ratings thing, and I was trying to chime in, but you muted my mic. Um, i did not mute your microphone do not put
1: that you out had
3: yourself You yourself
1: thank you dude no we could mean. not hear a damn thing like your
2: ice machine could have been
1: i normal. didn't do anything
0: <laughs>
2: you leave my ice machine alone you hater
3: <laughs> <No>. Jeez.
2: <laughs> like even even when nicole was like shut the fuck up i was like I'm trying to talk, but okay. No one no what you were, didn't
0: hear anything. We didn't hear anything you say.
2: Um, but when it comes to the NXT thing, a tiff is right, their ratings have not changed um, one bit. Their demographic has not changed um, one bit. So me being the overthinking that person that I am, um, I, I noticed that the what the pros and cons are people are saying is the cons is they don't like the colors because it's very Nickelodeon-like. Um, they love how bright the ring is. They love that they're using the stars. Um, but again, like Chick is saying, we're starting to go back into the old NXT way, where we have Champa as president. Obviously, Champa and um, Johnny Gargano are president as champions. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so tired. Um, you are gonna we're gonna have Champa and Gargano number four from what it looks like. Um, so there's something going on in NXT where the new NXT 2.0 is fine enough to keep the same viewers that they originally had, but it's they're still not doing something to gain the new viewers, even though you do have these new characters coming in that are actually pretty good. Like Tony, uh, Tony Ansel is good. I love the Joe, Joe Gacy. Gacy is it oh my God, hands kn- hands kn- hands once he knows that character down pat like it's going to be it's going to be great um me personally i think they need to leave the cwc um and i get why And go where and, and i it's like a budget thing to save money um i mean you can easily it, it's more money wise that like they don't want to they rather work it out at CWC because you're not spending any money. I think they just need to find a new venue, basically.
0: Or um, go back to Full sale.
2: Something, Yeah, something about it is just... Like, I like the whole setup, but it's just something about it is just like...
3: Yeah, and something about it is off. It's not... It's
2: off, yeah. And I think if they just had a change of venue, I think that... That's what I was about to say. That, that would help mm. a whole lot. Um, cause you can have like really great wrestling and all that. But if the venue is kind of like boring to the eyes or something's off, you're going to be paying attention more to that than the actual match in certain situations. So I think changing the venue, I'm not saying like go full arena cause that's always not going to happen. Um, oh, no. It's not going to happen, but I think a change of a venue, maybe something slightly bigger or something that it, like looks bigger,
0: so, city. like, maybe, like a, like, a smaller venue tour than what WWE does?
3: <sighs>
0: or nice. just go to one venue in Florida that's small, but can still house a substantial amount of people? Yeah, I mean...
3: And just do be, a studio.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. like a studio thing. Like,
2: also, in the touring part, if they were to just kind of keep it on the East Coast and not do so much West Coast, maybe, like, once in a room like they used to do be before, the whole candy... Uh, pandemic happened, but like tour like the the East Coast or something that might slightly help a little bit, but more so it's just the venue that is just I can't pinpoint it, but something about that venue is slightly off, or I can see how it is stopping more uh viewers for for from coming in basically.
0: Or doesn't um, all that is, Yeah, yeah, it's doing more start. damage. It's doing more damage than good even though they changed everything and they got everything bright and you're like oh it looks good you're still like something don't fit I still I'm still not fully invested it, it's for me it seems like they're trying to go back to this new
2: like indie style kind of a like viewpoint for your eyes but it's still of the production is still kind of on like the big side so it just it doesn't mesh well and I'm I'm not saying like get shitty cameras and like all that shit. But it's like, yeah, it's just not connecting. I think they need to move out of the CWC and go somewhere else. And I think that would help a whole lot. Because even then, watching NXT, I could literally look at the crowd and it's literally the same motherfucking people. It's going to like, be the oh, same you- people
0: when they were in full so Yeah, and we saw it's how same that people.
2: happened.
0: It's always going to be the same people. As long as they don't travel, it's going to be the same people.
3: Yeah, so I think because yeah, like they get offer tickets first.
0: Yeah. Well, Nicole, after Janae, you're the last one. You got the I last say here.
3: I mean, I don't really have anything to say that hasn't already been said. I know. Mean,
0: anything else, Janae? No. As unfortunate as these releases are, and as ugly as it looks, at the end of the day, it is a business decision and it's their decision that they have to live with. All I ask is that a lot of you who are making this about you or you're trying to find, you're looking for reasons to attack WWE, there are still people who work there. There are still people who have to feed their families. These people who've been released, they're either on a 90 day or a 30 day contract, they'll still be compensated in some kind of way. Um, <clears throat> they'll be fine. They'll be able to find and pick up and move into a new venture. And then when it's their time, they'll be able to come back and make it so that they can do what they need to do. We've seen this happen many times before but don't fall into the trap of always finding some kind of way to start going at WWE and attacking them and calling them pieces of shit and everything else. It's negative and it doesn't do any good. It doesn't help because I can guarantee you this. Your favorites are not that far behind. And once they do what they need to do to maximize profits on their end as well, I want to see the same energy. I want to see the same smoke. I didn't get it with Ring of Honor, which I thought I kind of figured I wouldn't. And I knew this was going to happen. And it's so delicious because you sit and you look at it and then I've got people in my DMs talking about, well, Ring of Honor they, they, they they're going through a hard time. But Tony Khan's going to buy that catalog and it's going to be great and nobody's going to see to yeah,
3: buy shit.
0: Okay. What I want for you to understand is just like Tony Khan, he's a businessman, so is the WWE. But Tony Khan owns AEW. He's the owner. That's not publicly traded. That is private. Which means there's a lot of shit that you probably won't get to see or know about. Because they make their financial reports public. They do sometimes. But there are a lot of things that they do that they don't are not required to share because they're a private entity. They can do whatever they want. NMWB doesn't have that same anonymity, which is why we're able to have a looking glass into the company the way that we do. That's their checks and balances. There are no checks and balances in Tony's company. And Tony's going to be able to do what he wants to do. And when the time comes, because it is coming, For him to have to cut some superstars off the roster, get rid of people, and streamline AEW back, they're going to have to do it in order for them to make the kind of money that they should be making. Yes, they're making millions on their pay-per-view. You make millions, too. You're charging 50 50 bucks or more a pop for a pay-per-view. You make a lot of money. You're supposed to. They sell out their shows. They're not
3: in the um pot um green.
0: Mm. Hmm. They make enough money, and they make they sell out their pay per views. They're selling out shows. Fine, they're supposed to. But the bottom line is that every company has to restructure at some point. It's going to happen in AEW too, and that restructuring requires downsizing. It is a part of capitalism. It's, it's how it happens. It's not good. It's, it doesn't look good. It shouldn't feel good if you're doing it. It's a part of business. It's what happens. Are we happy about it? Hell no. Because we know what this means for the future. And had they had been working together, rather than trying to finagle and using tactics to get rid of people in WWE, we might have been able to understand the cuts better but it just seems like they mix everybody up in there together. So it looks like it was for budget cuts, but it really wasn't. It's just, it's too, there's too many odds and ends and too many what's and why's and not enough answers. So all we can do as the fans is watch what we want to watch and leave it at that. I haven't watched wrestling since last Friday. I haven't watched SmackDown. I haven't watched Slack. I haven't watched raw. It don't seem like I missed anything. So if taking a break is what you want to do, do that. But you understand you have the power to to watch what you want to watch. You don't have to constantly complain about WWE. There's many wrestling programs for you to watch. Fight TV, Houses Wrestling. You can watch so many different platforms of wrestling on YouTube, and, of course, you can watch it on Vice with MLW, NWA Power. You can watch that. You can even go watch New Japan. But like there's so many things for you to be involved with or watching. You don't have to be so angry about WWE. It does nothing for us. Nothing.
1: Speaking of MLW, have y'all seen, like, fucking Hammerstone's legs lately? Like, holy shit.
0: Dude. Oh, my God. She's going to obsess oh over God.
1: Hammerstone like, that man could wreck me. Like, he could, like, kill me with one of his thighs. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Ooh, good look, he's a good-looking man, okay? And he's, like, for muscles, for me, he's right at that point where it's not freakishly gross yet. His girlfriend is... like Brian Cage? Yeah, like, no, 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 no. Brian Cage is gross to me. Hammerstone, because Hammerstone's tall, so the muscles, like, fit him properly is like the only way I can explain it (laughs) but he looks good his girlfriend's a very lucky woman so
0: yeah. if you like it I love it well guys thank you so much for listening I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of down for the count where we talked about the WWE releases I told y'all it was something that y'all definitely need to listen to and of course I was right per the usual Anyway, you can follow us on our social media at Down for the Count 19 on Twitter or on Instagram at D4TC underscore podcast. And on that note, I will see you guys next time.